Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Bryce Eddy here, coming to you from the Liberty Station Studios, where we are a threat to the Great Reset. And on today's show, I have uh, an important subject that I'm talking about, and it's a subject that I've been talking about, uh, you know, quite loudly, and that is the transgender movement and what it's doing to our kids. And today, I have Chloe Cole with me. And Chloe and I are going to talk about her experience and some of the stuff that's going on and really get the word out. Um, the detransitioner community needs your help, and we want to make sure we support these folks. Um, Chloe, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So um, listen, first, um, you met one of my daughters yesterday. My, yeah. You met my, my 19-year-old um, and I, I have an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old. And um, so for me, this is kind of hard because um, I know how tough it is for you to be doing what you're doing um, at your age. I know that it's requiring a tremendous amount of courage for you to be out there. You know, you spoke yesterday at God Speak Calvary Chapel. And um, by the way, folks, you need to watch it. Um, it was a uh, it was excellent, and you did an amazing job communicating what you went through. And so, um, you know, we're, we'll touch on some of that stuff in our conversation here. But I, I just want to encourage you, folks. You've you've really got to go go to the Rumble channel and and watch that and and see um, Chloe and and Rick go through the subject. But but first, would you um, give me kind of the short version of? you know, how you came to be through all of this stuff and, you know, give me your history and, and all of that. Yeah, so it's kind of difficult to condense because, I mean, there's 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 just so much to it. But um, so basically I started transitioning socially at the age of 12. I, um, I'm biologically female, but um, I mean, I was exposed to like a lot of like transgender content on social media and like the internet in general which I mean I kind of had like a lot of um on what's the word I wasn't my my internet access wasn't really monitored and so I was just exposed to like a lot of stuff that not only like kind of just devalued the female experience but it also presented to me um as a vulnerable kid this supposed escape from being just a a girl I didn't want to I didn't you know I was getting these these awful messages about like growing up into a woman and I just didn't really want to be a part of it yeah now when you when you say that so um was it particular forums or particular like chat rooms or things that you were um you know having access to or you know Instagram or you know what what was kind of the the nature um I mean, the first the first social media platform I used was Instagram, mm -hmm. and um, I found that as soon as I made an account, I was I was just pretty much all the the um, I was basically just bombarded with like um yeah you said like the algorithm yeah yeah like yeah the algorithm you, right? the act, all all 
pretty much the only information that I put in was like the, the minimum age and that I was female. And almost immediately it was just like giving me like transgender, LGBTQ and like. Okay, so that that's wild to me. So yeah. what because what you're saying is that you were you were being hit with those messages. It's not as if you said, "Hey, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm wanting yeah. to transgender." Or you're saying that right out the gate, mm-hmm. it was kind of giving you those messages in the mm-hmm. algorithm or, and, or paying, you know, those yeah. reels and those, you know, uh, pictures of folks that were in that, right? Yeah, not only that, but like it was just like a lot of like um there was like a lot of on Instagram there's just kind of a lot of, like, women who are just, like, super, like, skimpy and, like, mm-hmm. super, like, sexual poses and, like, with these, like, super, like, a bunch of, like, makeup on or, like, they have really ideal bodies. And a lot of them, they have, like, plastic surgery, but, and they're, and they're like, adult women who yeah. either are Let's fully grown, fully developed, or they have the money to be able to afford to do work on their bodies, but, like, as a... I was just a kid when I made my account, and I didn't, you know, I was just barely um, pubescent, and I didn't understand that. I wasn't really supposed to look like that, but it just kind of yeah. Well, well, that's, affected my body image a lot. Well, it's harmful for grown mm-hmm. women. It's harmful for mature women mm-hmm. to be on a lot of those platforms because that's what they're seeing. They're they're bombarded with imagery that's not real. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. And... Uh, and you know, uh, I you know, idealistic to you know the point of absurdity because it's not mm-hmm. real life. And so, um, the you know the message that you know women are getting is bad, but also it's bad for young men. Yeah, it's bad for boys. Yeah, it's bad for everybody. Yeah, um, and and um, that I think was one of the most powerful things you mm-hmm. said yesterday. Is you know um, that was one of the major issues and I think you you gave an encouragement for parents to get your kids off of those things you know know yeah. what they're accessing you know eliminate that from their diet um, because it is mm. it is destructive yeah so a lot of the content posted by other women was not only like that but it was um a lot of it was just like complaining about like being a woman in general and just like saying how horrible it is to be a woman. Oh, periods and childbirth and parenting are so, so painful, so terrible, just this awful experience. And they never talked about like the, the blessings of right. being a woman. It was always just like, oh, this is so awful. I just have to complain about this all the time. And, um, and so in your view at that time, the, how you were thinking of that is like, you know, boy. I don't know if I want to be a woman kind of a thing. Is that yeah. where your brain was going? Yeah, and I didn't really have, like, any, I guess you'd say, like, female role models at the time. I wasn't really close to any women in my family, really, or mm-hmm. around me. Um, I, I was I was a bit of a tomboy growing up. Right. And as I got older, that it just got more and more difficult to connect with other girls, whether they were older or around my age. But, um... To go back to something that I was talking about earlier, actually, the um, the LGBTQ content that I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of the communities around, like, the video games and cartoons that I liked at the time, for some reason, a lot of those, a lot of, a lot of the kids in those communities identified as either trans or, like, bisexual, pansexual, or things like that, and I think that was really my exposure to it, and what eventually, like, to the, um, because I liked those posts, um, the algorithm noticed that like there was like a bit of a pattern with like a lot of those um 
those people were posting who were LGBTQ, and so it started to recommend me more LGBTQ content. I think that's, I think that's how it started, mm-hmm. and then I just was flooded with it after a while. That's interesting. So, um, do you have any insight or idea why within the um, gamer community uh, that was prevalent, or you know, kind of, is it just because there's a you know bunch of you know misfit kids? Or, yeah, I think that, I know? think that's it actually. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people who are who are um, who are transgender are also autistic or socially awkward, mm-hmm. or they just don't really fit in with their their peers, and there's. I think there's a bit of a pipeline there. I mean, there there really was for me. I mean, I'm I'm autistic, and um, growing up, I, f- I found it really hard to like make friends and yeah. really fit in with other people my age. So when I had Scott Nugent in here, that was one thing that Scott said, and it broke my heart um, because and I and I love uh, the way that he expressed it is that, um, you know, the, the, those, those things can be superpowers, you know, not everybody fits in and not everybody should fit in, you know, and all of us have our own unique blessings and things like that. And so it, it you know, tears my heart apart to see that, the, that you get preyed upon by, by this ideology or this agenda. And especially if it's our, you know, big tech overlords that are you know uh cramming this at you guys that that i think is evil and destructive and at first i don't think it was intentional even right meaning by them intentional um yeah Yeah, i i i I don't i don't totally disagree i think that you know these algorithms that are written you know oh you like this content here's more of it here's the related content that goes with it i think there is a lot of that Mm -hmm. but where i find it to be evil is men you know um write those algorithms and you could also you know uh, put your put your thumb on that and not allow that to be going down those avenues and and knowing that there are kids in these audiences and things like that you could you could if you're manipulating it in a certain way because we know they manipulate it to suppress dissent we know they manipulate it to encourage political um you know uh opinions that they like and yeah. to uh, you know suppress political opinions they don't like yeah they could easily suppress um you know things that are harmful to our kids and they could easily suppress some of those um you know titillating uh type posts that are out there all the time and they're not yeah If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Liberty or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Liberty. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Liberty. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Liberty or call 972-PATRIOT.
even with with um, stuff that violates their the the policies of these platforms, it's so they're they're just generally poorly moderated. Like um, I reported posts that were like like people posting like gore or like like pr- like promoting violence or like inciting like death threats mm-hmm. or even like actual porn and a lot of the time it just doesn't get taken down these reports i often don't even get like a response to them right yeah well yeah that's uh that's disturbing um well again you gave a um I think real solid advice to parents to be watching what their kids are consuming. And I talked about that on the show here, you know, we, um, and I think parents need techniques, um, to that because they don't always understand because there's a lot of pressure, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we, we had one phone that my girls shared between the three of them up until about a year ago. Mm -hmm. You know, now my girls are obviously graduating high school. (laughs) So, you know, they, they bought their own phones and, you know, and and it was appropriate at this time. Mm -hmm. But during those years that you're describing, I wanted to make sure that they weren't having unfettered access. And, you know, it was easy for me in one sense because I had three. And so they had to compete for the phone and they kind of monitored each other. I mean, the, uh, the unrestricted internet access for me started from, Start a little bit younger, actually, when I got my first my, my first computer. I think at around I think I was like eight or nine. Oh wow! And usually I would use it to draw, but I would also like browse the internet and yeah. like I was like slowly starting to discover things that I shouldn't have. But when I started using social media, I think was when it really that um, that sort of bad influence really started to take off. Yeah, accelerated from there. Okay, so. You get exposed to this. You start to think in your head that, okay, I don't want to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, uh, uh, w- uh, where did the influence come in where they started to, uh, like, whether it was Instagram or others or people around or communities that you were talking about, when did it, it start to be like, you know, oh, no, maybe you're a boy? Where, it where was did you really, get that it was message? Really, it really started with um, with social media. Okay. That was when it was really being crammed down my throat. And, um, I mean, I was pretty vulnerable for reasons that I mentioned earlier yeah. and um after a while I naturally started to wonder like what's my sexuality what's my gender identity and at first I actually I've never really talked about this but at first I actually started to like experiment with like labels and so one day it just felt right to call myself a boy I mean like you know, growing up, I was like a tomboy, and I didn't really fit in with other girls my age, and I didn't really, I just didn't really like other girls, and I thought that there was something wrong with me, and that this, it, it finally all made sense. Yeah, it's too bad, because, you know, gr- uh, growing up from a boy's perspective, mm. the tomboys were always the cool chicks, you know? <laughs> um, you know, we always loved that, and I uh, I think it was, uh, you know, Mario, uh of Mario presents the gays against groomers. You know he uh, prints up these stickers, and one of them is yeah. "Save the tomboys," mm-hmm. um, because I think that's what we're doing here. That's evil. Is you are taking just the you know the normal you know expressions of identity, mm-hmm. which we all you know. Um, and Rick showed it. Uh, you know, God speak. Um, you know, when you spoke, but you know, we we all are on a spectrum of masculine yeah. and feminine characteristics. We all have them. You know, and that's a beautiful part of, you know, just the differences with all of us. Mm-hmm. And 
um, we, you know, need to be okay with wherever we're at on mm-hmm. that. And, you know, the, the tomboys, you know, in, you know, when I was growing up, always grew into be the, you know, most wonderful, beautiful girls, yeah. you know? So and, I yeah. actually, I was sort of like half tomboy, half girly, just like a really, I would say like mostly just a really nerdy girly uh-huh. who, um, I actually kind of grew to be like ashamed of like femininity and like being mm. female because I mean, from a young age, a lot of like the like the comics, like books and um, like cartoons that I watched kind of like portrayed like the the, f- the female characters that were like more like traditionally feminine as like like sort of stupid or like airheaded or just like a like a nuisance in the right. show. Right. And then it kind of just it kind of started to rub off on me. I didn't I didn't want to be seen as that. And um, as I got older, like all the stuff, like having to like deal with like female puberty and like I hit puberty fair, fairly young. I was like nine when I started, if not a bit younger. Right. And like just like hearing stuff, like oh your breasts are growing or like this will happen was like it was just humiliating and I didn't hmm. I, I hated it and I I hated hearing about it and. Well, and yeah, and if you weren't close to other, you know, women as mentors, you know, that, that can be extra rough because yeah. you do need somebody to kind of guide you through that. And you Yeah, know, I don't really, yeah. I feel like I didn't really have that sort of guidance. Yeah. When did they start to first, um, like, go and get you um, counseling or, you know, when did, when, how did that go to where you um, started to... Uh, express, you know, kind of on the outside that to where adults, you know, intervene, oh, let's, you know, go and, you know, take her to see somebody or like, how did that, you know, that part of it happen? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of just kept it to myself for a while, save for like some friends and a few of my older siblings. But um, I mean, a few months after I had this, you know, sort of epiphany that I wasn't actually a girl um I decided to come out to my parents in a letter I it it was I wanted to refrain from talking to them face to face about it right for a little bit because it was just it was kind of a big thing to talk about and I was really nervous about their reaction so I kind of like wanted to not only allow myself like a little bit of space before like having the discussion, but also allow them time to kind of just like think about it. And so I left a letter on the on the table for them to for them to read, and um, they they were pretty surprised at first, but they were they wanted to support me, and so they decided that they would take me to see a therapist. Because it was a mental health issue, mm-hmm. and um, that ended up being a mistake. Because from from then on, it was like instant affirmation from nearly every single um, doctor, physician that I had, and even even the mental health professionals as well. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. 
Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Yeah, that's the, um, the great evil in my opinion, because our, our state... Um, and they're working on this nationally, but they are um, doing this thing where gender, you know, gender affirming care means they automatically have to agree with whatever yeah. you're um, coming in and saying, and they have to support it. They can't say, "Hey, you know what? Having these feelings is perfectly natural. Yeah, you know, they... being being uncomfortable in your own skin is a part of going through adolescence." And you know, let's help you process that. Let's help you be okay with exactly who you are. Yeah, they included gender identity in the conversion therapy ban here, and so anything other than the affirmative care model would be considered conversion therapy. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's a that's a great evil because um, you know I think it's I think it's wrong no matter how you slice it. I don't think it's right to have that automatic one size fits all anyway. No. Um, because they uh, going through an understanding that you know you're feeling uncomfortable because of this, 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 and this. You know, and, and working on those sort of building blocks of why you feel, felt uncomfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Could have resolved a lot of that. Instead, they they go, oh, here's the track that we have you go down and run on. Yeah, I actually had like a, co- a lot of comorbid issues, some of which that developed over the, the course of my transition and um, some that were that I had for quite a while, but went completely under the radar until afterward. Um, but yeah, there was basically no questioning other than um, an endocrinologist, the first one who I was referred to, he, he didn't put me, he didn't give me a, descript, a prescription for puberty blockers or testosterone because he said that there would be, um, it could affect like critical brain development for me. Yeah. But yeah. every, every, um, every other, um, everybody, every other, every other, um, physician and psychologist just went along with it and basically allowed me to do as I pleased as a kid and guilted my parents into allowing it. Yeah, so so talk about that, because that's the thing and I've, I've talked about on the show that I um, am so disturbed by is they do a little emotional blackmail oh, on yeah. the parents. So talk about that. So I didn't know about this until um, I actually talked about this with my parents a few months ago. But um, basically behind my back, they told my parents like oh she if you don't affirm her identity and let her do what she wants she might kill herself you know these 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 adolescents these transgender identifying adolescents they um there's a high suicide rate amongst them so i mean it's it's really it's a really faulty statistic that they basically just completely misrepresent mm-hmm. but they be, they do it so that they can basically like guilt parents into letting their kids transition and that's what they did with my parents yeah i mean i've heard it over and over again but they say you know do you want a living son or a dead daughter oh yeah and that is wicked yeah wow i didn't even know about this until this year wow at the time 
I actually wasn't suicidal at all. I mean, I was, I was kind of struggling a little bit, but you know, I was. It was during my formative years. I was, I was, I was twelve or thirteen at this time. So it's kind of natural to be struggling a little bit emotionally. Yeah. During that period, I mean, you got like all these hormones, and then you got like stuff going on at school, trying to like make friends and fit in. It's only natural. And yet they basically use that distress against my parents. Yeah. In fact, it, um, I think you say that beautiful. It's only natural. It is only natural. So, you know, human beings grow strong um, and everything really plants grow strong by yeah. hormesis, which is just enough stress that you push against it and you grow stronger. Yeah. You know? they, they basically took like this normal adolescent stress and turned it into something that it wasn't. They're they're basically like, oh, this isn't a normal feeling, and you're actually equipped to make adult decisions, so you can go ahead and do as you please. Did they try to put you on any other like um, psych meds or anything like that? Yeah. So um, I think those are destructive too. By the yeah, way, but yeah, I, yeah. But just so, uh, curious. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually going to go into that. But um, yeah, let's do it. So I was able to, at 13, get a prescription for testosterone and, um, and blockers. They, my gender specialist basically called me a, um, it just referred me to another endocrinologist who would be willing to put me on these treatments almost immediately. Yeah, because you had that first one that's saying, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. isn't a good idea. I wouldn't idea. be surprised that And guy, then they did a little doctor shopping. I wouldn't be surprised that guy was fired because he basically went against the affirmative care model. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was this all at Kaiser at the yeah. time? Yeah. Interesting. Um, They've publicly been proponents of, oh, yeah. the, of the gender affirmation care model. Um, they've they've uh, they've bragged is the wrong word, and mm-hmm. I want to be careful about the the way I criticize it. But um, but they are on tape mm-hmm. saying, "Oh yeah, you know," and yeah. talking about this is the path that we go down. Um. So I was on testosterone. So by about like the two-year mark of being on testosterone, I was, um, I started to actually, um, develop depression and I was, I was diagnosed with, um, major depression disorder and, um, after the cross sex hormones. Yeah. And anxiety and, um, suicidal thoughts. And this was only after the two-year mark, um, and their approach was basically to ask me if this had anything to do with like uh, my gender dysphoria, which, I mean, at this point, I was already I was like passing very well, and like I was, like I I looked like like I was the opposite sex. Nobody that nobody like really mistook me for, or really correctly identified me as right. a girl. But um, so I didn't I didn't really think that any of my distress had to do with that because you know I was already like well on this path and. So their approach was ba- from from that point on was basically, oh okay. So if it's so if it's not that, then we might as well just put you on psychiatric meds, which they actually put me on Wellbutrin, Bupropion, which has a huge black black box label warning on it for use in adolescents and children because it um it causes some pretty severe side effects like suicidal ideation. It made me feel worse. Yeah. 
Well, I, I talk about this a lot because, uh, you know, with my background, you know, we consult on active shooter and, and all of those things. And yeah. um, SSRIs are responsible, or, or I should say a common denominator between yeah. 98% of all active shooters and, and people who engage in that kind of high-level violence. Yeah, so Wellbutrin actually isn't an SSRI. It, um, it's a different kind of medication, which was originally used for... Um, getting off of like nicotine oh, okay. like, like, yeah, like cigarettes that. that kind of thing yeah interesting yeah and and so that made you feel worse yeah 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 um i only just got off it this year and um i've been feeling a lot better since stopping yeah praise god amen yeah good so um Talk to me a little bit about the the friends around you. Were you in a group where like the transgender stuff was becoming more common? Um, and I ask this because we're seeing the a, a lot of the social contagion effect yeah. of this. So and and w- when I was growing up, it wasn't around, of course. Yeah. Um, you know. So what what did you see? So at first, when I started transitioning in in like late middle school, like eighth grade. I actually got like a lot of backlash from my peers. They, I was kind of ostracized amongst them. I was kind of just like the weird like token transgender kid. Right. I was I was kind of alone for a little bit, and um, I was very early in the process, so I didn't really exactly pass all that well. Right. And when when I say pass, I mean like I look like I didn't really look like the opposite sex then. But um. Yeah, so I actually didn't get a whole lot of support from the people around me. Um, say for like my, my family for a little bit, but, um, it wasn't until high school when I was like on the cross sex hormones for a little bit that, um, I really started to like look like the opposite sex and like everybody like knew me as a guy, say for like, I mean, the only people who really knew actually were like people I went to elementary or middle school with, Mm -hmm. but, um, I didn't really have any like transgender friends until sophomore year when I started to notice like other and it was all females it was all girls around me who were starting to identify as either transgender boys or non-binary it was it was all girls there was there were no like female to, there were no male to female individuals it was all yeah, all wh- girls which throughout history was not the case we have two major tragedies in this country that I take personally and it's poor health and veganism Battle both by ordering from my friends at Good Ranchers. 85% of all grass-fed beef is imported from other countries, but because they process it here, they can slap the product of USA label on it. Because of this, over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed. Good Ranchers sells 100% American meat. A Good Ranchers subscription locks in your price to protect you against inflation. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to GoodRanchers.com slash Liberty. Every item is steakhouse quality and you can order the finest steaks, seafood, and chicken at half the price of those other online meat guys. And I'll tell you, in direct head-to-head competition in my discriminating household, Good Ranchers just tastes much better. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to GoodRanchers.com slash Liberty. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Um, you know, two things. Normally, it would be something that happened yeah. much later in life. 
and it almost always was men mm-hmm. transitioning yeah. to, to women. And so yeah, it was usually historically gender dysphoria really only occurred in like young boys and like adult men. Yeah. But now it's just like completely flipped around. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that's where I think um, you know Abigail Schreier's book *Irreversible Damage*. I think she does a, a really good job of you know laying out the underpinnings of the um, social contagion aspect of it, and does a good job. So if uh, and it's a it's an interesting read. It's not an easy read because it's a tough a tough subject. Mm-hmm. But I think it's worth if um, you know the audience is interested. I think it's worth reading because it does open your eyes to this. It was um, something that shocked me and. And, and, you know, got me to be pretty fierce, um, you know, on this subject. So, yeah, interesting. So um, with that, uh, t- you know, talk about, you know, when you started to realize that, okay, the path you went down, you know, was a mistake, and you started to kind of reconcile that in your head. So before that, about a year before I de- detransitioned, I... Um I actually had a double mastectomy at the age of 15, which means that um, both of my breasts had been removed. And um, that, that, was, that was really tough, and I think that was really what, what kind of what broke me. Um, so the reason why I decided to get it was, I mean, th- there, there were several, actually. Um, I had been using a compression device on my breast called a chest binder for about two years by that point, and I was really just sick of using it. Um, I mean, I live in the in the middle of California, where like, on um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> during the warmer seasons, it gets to like a hundred, a hundred and ten on some of the worst days, and I would be walking home in just this hot, dry weather in like a t-shirt, jeans, and then this awful compression device. And I would wear that while I was like working out or swimming as well. So it was just, it, it was very, it was very uncomfortable. I, I never really had like any pain from it other than that. It was more like just really uncomfortable to have something just like sticking to my skin like that. Yeah. But um, I actually... It, um, it actually caused my ribs to start to deform because the way that a binder works is that it basically like flattens the breasts by pushing them into the rib cage, which causes all sorts of problems. But for me, it, um, it's kind of caused my ribs to flare out a little bit. And I mean, my, I, didn't, I wasn't particularly heavily chested, you could say. I was, I was barely like a, like a B cup and it still like caused that damage. And if I had been doing it for longer, it could have been worse. Yeah, well. But and so not only was like was it uncomfortable and just inconvenient, but I also, um, you know, I I genuinely believed myself to be male, and I wanted to look like the other boys my age, and I also um, I was assaulted in middle school. Actually, um, I, I had been groped, and at the time, I didn't realize it. Just, just how much of an impact that made on me because I, I was actually still transitioning at the time. I, I didn't start binding by this point, but um, it, it was in a classroom, a place that I used to feel safe in up until that point, and I, I no longer 
felt safe having that part of my body just exposed, like visible, and I, I wanted to hide it. And I just, I thought of my breast as like something that just brought me this uncomfortable sexual tension that I didn't want from wow. a young age, and I just wanted them gone. I didn't, I didn't realize this at the time, actually. It wasn't, it really wasn't until after I detransitioned and I've had like some time to reflect on why I transitioned in the first place that I realized just why I did this to myself. But I wasn't really, there wasn't really like a, like a proper vetting process. There wasn't like any psychological evaluation before, dur- during my, um, the, um, the appointments before my surgery. It was just like, oh, you experienced gender dysphoria? Okay, you, you, you can do this. Um, or, and then they kind of like gave me like a list of the... Um, we, I, I was referred to like a... They called it like a top surgery class in mm. a hospital where it was basically for parents and young adolescents to attend to basically learn more about the operation. And they basically gave us a... It was really like a very skewed version of it. Like they, they showed us like the... Um, like the pictures of like the incisions and like post-op, but like those those images and those images, they're they're pretty well healed. Right. So it, yeah, and a lot of these, um, it, it was it was it was very um, it was very biased. It was kind of like yeah. When uh, when they gave me like the actual like consent forms for the surgery, it gave me like a more comprehensive list of right. like this the side effects. But even at the time, I didn't really. I wasn't really equipped to really fully understand like what I was doing to myself because I was a kid and I had like these all these underlying issues that made me want to do this. And so I I went through it and I mean initially I felt very happy because like this part of my body was that I hated was finally gone and um it wasn't long though until the post-op process really started to get to me like it's just having to like take care of like my my bandages and like my wounds it was just horrible looking at myself like that and I wasn't I was basically disabled because um I mean it was a major operation in the upper yeah. area of my body so I lost a lot of um I lost a lot of um like my strength and range of motion I couldn't even lift my arms but my head so like the three or four month mark. Wow. And I, I just, I just, I couldn't, I missed out on a lot of things because I couldn't, I couldn't go out because of that. I was basically, um, just stuck in the house for a little bit. Um, and then the grief started to hit me. I didn't realize what this feeling was for a while because I mean, I, I was in this for so long. This was like the the three year mark basically. And um everybody around me knew me by this this new name that I chose for myself and I no longer looked like a young woman anymore. I looked like a young man and With all that being said, it was just so difficult to think that any of this would be wrong or that I would even be able to get out of it. Um, it wasn't until almost a year afterward 
that I start to realize this was a huge mistake. Every sing every single milestone of my transition was a huge mistake. With the consumer price index increasing yet again, the stock market has been in absolute turmoil. What's our illustrious leader doing to quell the surge of inflation? Oh yeah, spending more money and adding to the burden. Don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. Do something about it. Diversify into gold with Birch Gold. Text LIBERTY to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you to do it. Join their thousands of satisfied customers and secure peace of mind for the upcoming storm. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. The evil um, with the way they manipulate us with this. Um, I get sent to me these studies all the time. Mm -hmm. See, look, it lowers. It makes them happier. It lowers their rates of uh, suicide and depression. And what they do, the common denominator is they ask right afterwards. Yeah. And so you're still in this honeymoon period of, you know, doing this next step. Yeah, I never even knew there was a honeymoon period until yeah. it ended for me. Yeah, and then they don't go and follow up with these folks no. years later. Yeah, I, I struggled with um, getting like a proper follow-up with my, my surgeon until like a few years afterward when I told him that I did transition. Ouch, I just bit my, I just bit my cheek. Uh -oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, but but when I when I when I um told him that I detransitioned and um like I was having complications. I I've, I've been having some pretty serious complications with my surgery actually. Um I've the healing process has actually regressed for me. And um I haven't been able to get any help with that unfortunately. They um yeah, you know, you and I were talking about that out there, and I want to make a call out to the audience. If there's anybody that wants to help, you know, you're, um, you know, stuck in a system right now, um, you know, with, with Kaiser, and what you communicated to me is that now that you have detransitioned, of course, none of these people that led you down this path are anywhere to be found. None of them are willing to help you repair anything. Um, and none of them are, you know, committed to mm. helping address any of your hormone issues or making sure that, you know, all of those numbers are correct and all that stuff. So we've got to figure out how to help you. Um, <clears throat> I rarely do this, but if there's anybody in our audience that would, uh, you know, want to step up and help, you know, we do know that there are doctors out there that can provide some help for you that do care. And I know that with your organization, this makes me emotional. I have little baby girls too, so uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, I know that there's people that are capable of helping, and so I'm going to call on the audience, anybody who's willing to, to step up and provide your organization that you guys have started, if you would talk about that. I know that you are, a part of it is, is you know helping people through the detransitioning process, giving them the support, mm -hmm. letting them know that they're not alone. 
but also, you know, part of that mission is to, to help people um, and find doctors and others that can, you know, go ahead and, and, you know, help you, you know, repair some of the damage that has been done and guide you down that path. Yeah. So I've started an organization called Detrans United, which is basically by detransitioners, for detransitioners, and um, it's still in the works right now, but our, our aim is to help detransitioners in whatever ways we can, like referring them to doctors and psychiatrists who are, who, who are working with us, and um, as well as other resources that they, that they may need. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a Kleenex box on my show now, because I think it's <laughs> like the fourth time I've cried. <laughs> But um, anyway, it's a very uh, emotional subject. It is, you know. I mean, it, it just uh, it breaks my heart. It uh, it really, I think, it's connected to such a demonic um, evil right now. I find it interesting that um, the same uh, people who are you know murdering babies in the womb are sterilizing our kids. Planned Parenthood um, is a you know big source of puberty blockers and a big source of you know yeah. all of this right now um they're they're working very hard to be on high school campuses right now i had no idea about that yeah. so i i it's it's wicked it was really only this year that i learned that planned parenthood was like supplying like hormones and blockers and things like that to kids yeah i had i had no idea that they're trying to like infiltrate high schools that's yeah, yeah, and and there's been a lot of people that are fighting against it, and you know they've stopped them in a couple of, of California high schools already, but um, but they're in others, and they're popping up all over the place, and you know this is this is a major move of theirs, and I find it interesting that it's all connected to life, you know, you have a life or in kids. the womb. Or children. Children, yeah, it's all connected to you know to to that that great evil, um, and uh, and boy, I condemn them for that, so. Uh, yeah, talk a little bit more about um, how how can we get in touch with you? How can people um, help? Um, you know, they can you know reach out to us on on this show. Um, you know, to to help. But what on your you know organization? Where do they go? Um, you know, how do they how do they help? So we actually have a website, detransunited.org, and we have a we have a Twitter as well. Um, hold on. The 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 uh, we weren't able to get the actual app for the um for the Trans United because it's it's already been it's already been taken but um yeah well we'll put uh, we're we we are the Trans underscore United on Twitter all right D Trans underscore United on Twitter um, so yeah if, uh, if our audience wants to get a hold of you there um, you know that's that's the spot um, and your website. Um, I know that you've been able to, you know, collect some other voices and, you know, get some other, um, you know, detransitioners to be, a, you know, part of that. And, uh, you know, I know you've got, uh, um, you know, p- people helping, um, but we need more. Um, we yeah. need people to be courageous on this. We have a team about, of about, um, 10 people and counting. So, yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and you know, I know that there's you know people out there that are listening to this that uh, have kids that are vulnerable to this right now, and that's where um, 
you know, I think your message is loud and clear. Get them off of these social media sites. Get them away from that. Keep them involved with things in real yeah. life. Yeah, you said, yeah, you said that um, yesterday, and I, I thought that was great. Um, you know, get them involved in sports. Um, you know, get them distracted. You know, that was what I felt our job was as parents was mm-hmm. to, you know, distract, defer, deny, yeah. you know, their opportunities to, to go down destructive paths. Yeah, it really feels like a lot of... A lot of parents just, like, want to go the easy route and just, like, let their kids, like, browse the internet while they're doing other things. But you really you really have to stay engaged with your kid and keep a close eye on them. Mm-hmm. Very, very close eye. Yeah. Um, to the extent that you're comfortable talking about it, or, you know, is your, your family healing, you know, your parents, um, you know, whatever you want to say about that. Yeah, so over over the course of my transition... My relationship with my parents actually got a little bit strained because I was under, I was just under a lot of a lot of pressure. Like, um, I mean, not only was like I was struggling with my transition, which was making me just feel awful. Um, I mean, it really started to affect other areas of my life, like my social life and like my performance at school. Mm-hmm. Like towards the as I got further into high school, my grades and like my attendance was starting to drop and um I was just basically because I was transitioning and I wasn't having like any of my actual problems resolved I it was starting to really um negatively affect me in pretty much every facet of my life yeah now I know you've been on the road a lot lately. Um, you were and at, in the air. <laughs> yeah, you were at uh, the rally that Matt Walsh, who you know, God bless him for what he's doing. Um, oh yeah. You know he's he's standing on the front lines of this with everybody. Um, but you were at that rally. Um, uh, my uh, family and I watched that when we got home uh, after hearing you speak, and you know got to see that you did a great job. Thank you. Um, yeah, and that and that was tough with uh, with all those. Uh, shrieking harpies in the background oh yeah i had to yeah. like i had to like project my voice even through the mic i yeah. i, 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 I was that that seriously strained my voice for a little bit yeah um if you want to see uh how demonically animated this is just go ahead and pull up some of those video feeds for that because you see in this crowd uh i i mean i i really do think we're in a spiritual battle and you see that evidenced by these people who are screaming literally to, yeah. to keep you guys from talking. About all I, all the I did was give an account of my experience. I gotta say though, they gotta come up with something more original because when I started speaking, they were just going, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you could be a little bit meaner than that. Yeah, yeah. They, there's a, there's a, little bit, a little bit more room. For that. Yeah, they do that, and they do the uh, the bullhorns and the you know sirens, mm-hmm. and you know all they do is try to shut you down and shut you up, and that's their only thing. And and the reason for it is because none of what they say makes sense, and it doesn't. none of it stands up to any kind of scrutiny. There is no reason on earth to put children on puberty blockers, and I think. Go ahead. I mean. As the name suggests, one of their original uses was to like delay puberty in children with um, with 
Yeah, precocious. Like, yeah. yeah, precocious puberty, and and that's why I, I should correct myself. Okay, mm. there is a reason. On Even Earth. then, though, um, I've um I've heard some testimonies for people who have been on them for that reason, and it like screwed up their their physical health. Yeah. Well. Okay. Good. I'm glad to to know. Um. Yeah. It, I, I I believe this is also animated, and maybe you can talk more to this i believe it's animated by money there is a lot of money to oh yeah be there's made. a there is a huge cash cash incentive here um the surgeons really are are some of the people who make the most the most money off of this actually um a lot some of these gender affirming surgeons they make like millions a year yeah, well, we, um, I think it was the Vanderbilt video where they were discussing, um, you know, behind the scenes, it was their own video, you know, and they were talking about how, oh, yeah, this is a really great moneymaker for us kind of a thing. That was not a good look for them. No, it was not. It was not. And, and you know, praise God, they have temporarily, and I believe that it's, uh, it's probably only temporary if they can make it temporary, because they want to probably restart it, but, but they've suspended that operation uh, for as now, they as they should. Um, and I know that the um, people like Matt Walsh and others are working very hard, and I support them in this, to make it a uh, you know, nationwide um, you know, law against, so federal law against doing um, you know, surgeries on minors for this. I think that we I need agree. to um, also abandon the idea of the gender-only affirmative care, yeah. um, because I think it is uh, destructive. It needs to be more exploratory, otherwise... More cases like me are just going to keep popping up. Yeah, yeah. So in the uh, last few minutes that we have here, is there anything else that you want the audience to know? Anything that we didn't cover that you or that you didn't get to talk about yesterday that's on your heart? I think we had a pretty good conversation. Yeah, I think we did too. And I and I again, I just appreciate your bravery in this, your courage. It takes so much and. Uh, you know, I know the audience will be praying for you. My family and I will be praying for you. And uh, we just, you know, love that you are doing this. And also, um, you have a friend in us here. Thank you so um, much. Because I know that, you know, it's a lonely road sometimes doing this. And you need to be taking time for yourself. And you need to be taking time to, you know, pursue other interests. And so, you know, make sure that you're, you know, keeping that all in perspective and, uh, you know, we'll do whatever we can to help you and love on you. Thank you. Okay? I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me on here. All right. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.